Well, we discovered a lot on day two. We discovered that, in fact, the sun can shine at a track meet, that there is blue sky out there, and that occasionally the wind does die down. Had a great day, day two, at the Rhodes Invitational. A couple of school records set, lots of great performances by everyone. So let's just get down to it and track the Trojans. So honestly, I had all these grand visions last night of getting this thing knocked out on the roughly 30-minute drive home from campus. It's easy enough to talk and drive, but I found very quickly recalling all the results to a T from my mind uh, wasn't going to work out, and that additionally uh, attempting to access said results while driving and recording a podcast was probably not going to be safe for me or anyone else out on the roads, so I shut it down pretty quick. But promised the group we'd get something out first thing. And so now that I've got everything in my home uh, prepped and ready uh, to go for church this morning, um, I'm going to knock this out real quick because you guys deserve to hear how things went. Weather was much better yesterday. It, it started out much cooler than we would like. I uh, definitely would have liked warmer temperatures first thing. But uh, the sun was starting to crack through. There was blue sky. Wind didn't really die down until later in the day, but uh, a lot of us left with some slight sunburns on our face, which which we'll take. I think a lot of us will take that as opposed to the conditions we had last Saturday in Myrtle Beach. So let's jump into it. To start the day, we had field events going at the high jump, pole vault, shot disc, long jump. Uh, we, we had a pretty good day across the board for a lot of people. Jumping into the pole vault for uh, Hannah and Molly Sims today, uh, the pole vault competed as an individual event is a fairly rare thing for us. Uh, in fact, I can list the three people in Trebekah history who have done it before. Taylor Fleming, who was really a 5K guy, Lindsey Hubbard, Lindsey Cole now, and Mallory Yammer. And that's it. It's just not something we regularly recruit for even. Uh, it's It's tough to get... Uh, consistently to a pit, which we do have access to now. And so when Hannah and Molly came to me this week and said, hey, we'd like to give it a try, can we practice? We gave it a go. And Rhodes, uh, the, the Rhodes Invitational, they are relaxed enough that um, it was okay for us to set the bar uh, low for a couple of people who who didn't have all the experiences, maybe some of the other vaulters, and we just jumped right in. Molly had a, Molly looked good just didn't clear any heights. She's obviously uh, learning, doesn't quite have the experience that Hannah does. Um, but we definitely have a lot of good takeaways uh, to work on if we want to try this again. Hannah had a great uh, had a great day. She cleared the, the first two heights. Uh, we definitely, I think by the time we got to the third height, we realized there's a lot of adjustments that we're going to need to make that we just don't know we need to make. You know, where to put the standards as we go up in height, uh, as we develop more speed. So Hannah cleared 2.4 meters, and you know that was that's a good start. And especially for her not having vaulted competitively in over two years, that's we were quite happy with that. Now they had to go directly from the vault over to the women's long jump, which was basically running uh, simultaneously and and knock out several jumps, which not the easiest thing to do. But once again, multi athletes kind of kind of have to get used to that as. Um, you know, as you go to meets and you try to cram yourself into as many uh, as many events as you possibly can. Um, Hannah and Molly, a pretty decent day. Molly PR'd with a jump of 4.15 meters. 
Uh, Hannah had a, not her best, but still a solid first jump coming straight from pole vault at 4.17 meters. Um, they look great off the board. Uh, they are really bringing in the techniques we've been working on, and I think just as we develop more speed and more confidence, uh, we're going to see them continue to push those jumps. We had a few guys jumping as well yesterday. Uh, Sean McKenzie and Lucas Baggett. Obviously, Lucas, uh, multi-athlete, getting some long jump re- long jump reps in today and they had a had a decent day themselves sean finished 10th with a jump of 5.78 which is a pr for him and lucas uh, jumped 5.75 which haven't double checked it but i also believe that's his furthest jump once again as we continue to get more work done they are they're jumping further which is great and it's starting to make six meters look attainable hopefully by the end of the year So really happy with how those two uh, did in the long jump. Now, Hannah and Molly still had to work their way over to the high jump as well. It was a super busy morning for those two. We wanted to get a lot of field work, uh, field work in, field events work in, excuse me, uh, at this meet. And it just so happens that they all kind of happen one on top of the other. Great thing about high jump is uh, Molly got her first height clearance in college, which is exciting at 1.28 meters. Um, The form is coming along. It just takes reps. It just takes practice. Hannah jumped 1.48 meters and finished fifth, which was fantastic. And she definitely had the final height that she didn't clear, which was 1.53 meters. She she had it. I thought she was over it both her second and third attempt. It's as good as she's looked over the bar, but didn't quite get over. Um, and I think, I think we're going to be able to get a lot more heights as we move throughout the season. But that ended their day. Um, Hannah finished fifth which was fantastic in the high jump. Moving over to the shot put, the men's shot put got rolling, so we had our Genis, uh, Paredes, Dylan Brandon, and uh, Braden Miller, once again, like we said yesterday, finally getting back out there with us after his injury during indoor. Braden was the top finisher. He he scratched his first three throws and uh, had to throw a 14.1 and just wanted to get a competitive throw in, and it was good enough for six. Once again, putting him ahead of of at least one uh, University of Memphis thrower, and we'll take that. We will take uh, getting ahead of those larger D1 schools. It's a big deal for us. Dylan finished 12th uh, with his furthest throw being his last throw at 12.01 meters, and Argenis had a throw of 10.32, which I think is right there around his PR, um, but definitely uh, was last throw was his best throw. Um, started out with a couple of throws of exactly 10.02 meters and then kind of dropped off in the third, but rally to have a great uh, third and final throw and that's in the throws that's really what it's about now if you notice they had four throws today there were no finals um, in any of the throwing events so it's just you get four tries and and hopefully you do your best by that fourth try because typically if there's a finals you get three extra throws so a little different but there's really nobody that didn't appreciate that approach to the throws because it kind of makes it move a little quicker um yeah, so excited with how that went. We ended up not having any uh, female uh, shot or disc uh, throwers this week. Just working through some injuries with everybody. Hoping to have everybody back up and running in a couple weeks at UAB. Men's discus, we had uh, Dylan Argenis and Brandon competing again. Or excuse me, Brayden. Uh, Brayden, last two throws uh, were his best. First two were, were scratches. He threw uh, 40.71 meters uh, for his furthest throw. Still working through some hip issues that we're hopefully having going to have straightened out uh, by the time we compete again. 
Dylan fouled his first three and then threw 36.08 meters, which once again isn't his best throw, but it's an improvement on last week, and that's obviously what we are always looking for in our genus. Uh, his best throw was 29.87 meters. So that uh, wrapped up our field events uh, for the day. Um, and after that, it was pretty much uh, all go on the track. Things went things went pretty well on the track as well. We have lots of good, great things to tell you guys about on that, on that front. So let's get rolling. We only ran one um, athlete in the mile. Uh, we ran, and that's an interesting thing about Rhodes. Rhodes does not compete the 1500. They run the standard miles. The only event will go to at all during outdoor where there's only where there's the mile, no 1500. Um, if, if you're familiar with indoor track, that's the distance that's run there, but typically you run the 1500. It's uh, kind of the standard internationally competed event. And there have been different movements throughout the years to try and bring the mile back, have everybody run the exact mile, but it doesn't really have a lot of takers, but we run it at Rhodes. Uh, we had one uh, female athlete in that, and that was Madeline Pulliam, ran a 6.11.29, so she kind of got us rolling um, in the mile event uh, for the team. Had uh, quite a few more men in the mile. This was fun. So Jordan Halliday was in the second heat of the mile. There were, I believe, three. And in the first heat, it, it went out really slow. It almost went out like a tactical championship mile where nobody wants to lead the first lap. Nobody wants to push the pace. And that even continued into the second lap. And we were all joking. It's like, oh, man, this last 800 is going to be nuts. And it was. I think it was like a 156 or 157. And it, it had a winning time of 421, which really isn't overly competitive uh, at this level for a, for a first heat. So uh, Jordan got in, you know, the second heat, got out. Uh, it was him and another guy for a little bit till Jordan finally said, you know what, done with this, going to gonna push and make it happen. Jordan ran a 428.4, which pushed him up into fourth place. There were about 12 guys in that first heat. Jordan beat everybody in his heat and put himself in fourth place overall, jumping ahead of most of the people from that first heat. And once again, putting himself ahead of, of some Division One runners. He finished about a full second ahead of a runner from the University of Memphis. So super excited with, with his result. Obviously, he won the heat, and we were, we were really stoked with how he did. He's also the only uh, male athlete we put in there um, because we a lot of our miler 800 guys ran the 5K last night. Jordan came into this race... Uh, fresh was only race of the weekend obviously coming off that 10k last week we also competed the 4x100 again today for the men and and my goodness first exchange seamless looked great it was once again khalil to pablo it was really good second exchange was even better pablo to andre and Andre, as he came around the turn with the wind at his back again, was moving. Honestly, looked like he was going to catch the crowd and we were going to push for first. No matter what, we were probably going to break 44 seconds, smash a school record, and build a lot of excitement for the rest of the season. Unfortunately, as can happen in the sprints events, Andre pulled up about halfway through, grabbed his hamstring, made it to Lucas, who he'd subbed in for Sean today, just to try and see, you know, is it, a, is it, a, is it an option we want to look at down the road? which is, is tough to consider seeing how heavy Lucas's workload will be during the conference meet. And Sean was, Sean was a little banged up after long jump. 
Andre fought, got the baton to Lucas, and then uh, Lucas ran it to the finish. Obviously not quite the time we were looking for, 46.42. But that's with a guy pulling up and not really being able to sprint at all the last 50 meters. So we get at least three seconds back on that. And what we would have finished third on the day, no doubt we would have run faster than 44 seconds. Um, I think we're going to put together a really good 4 by one by the time this is done. Just personally, as coach that's been here nine years, to see us pulling together a competitive 4 by one is really exciting. Uh, could not speak more uh, for what Brandon is doing with that group, so super excited. We're getting a little, a little out of event order here, but moving into the 800. Maddie Farrell, who obviously this is her first season running collegiate track, getting better and better at the 800, 1500 distances, jumped into the uh, jumped into the, just the 800 today, and my goodness, dropped a 232.32, only 0.12 seconds out of eighth. Thought she was going to break that 230 barrier, but she got out and attacked it. She's learning more and more about the 800. Finished finished ninth, ran an excellent race. Madeline Pulliam also ran, ran a 247, got out there and was real competitive uh, through the front half of the race and finished pretty well. Guys 800 um, had quite a few in that. Hamza, man, continues to get better and better and even more competitive at that 800 and really stick his nose out in it. Um, especially after dropping a 1555 5k PR the night before, you know, we weren't really sure what to expect out of the eight from him. Uh, nor were we really sure, you know, if, if we were going to compete it, but he was ready to jump in, dropped a 159.2. So it's just consistently running sub two at this point was good enough for third. Once again, beating Division One athletes, a um, uh, winning time of one fifty three point eight for the day. So there was there was some serious talent in the eight hundred today for him to compete with, and he did great. Shane West and John also ran as well. Shane ran a two thirteen oh eight. John a two twenty three. Um, definitely some five k left in their legs from the night before. I do believe Shane uh, said the five k was fun. I don't think he came off the track and said the eight hundred was much fun which um, I think we can all uh, relate to that as well. Um, obviously, the last was the last event we competed of the day, but it's the next one on my list, so it's how you're going to get it. Um, Jay Selvage ran uh, his first collegiate 3K steeple um, with a time of 11.44. Really impressed with kind of how Jace ran this. Uh, over the water barrier the first time, wasn't overly smooth. I think Jace would tell you that. But as he got into the race, and we, we, Cam and I were both trying to give him tips as he came by about how to push off that barrier, how to get further out in the water, how to make the landing part of his stride and not just a land, lose all your energy, lose all your speed, and then start going forward. He made those adjustments over the course of the race and and walked away saying, hey, you know what, that's not as bad as everybody said. So I think that was his way of saying he wants to get back out there and do it again. So there's there's a good chance that we will we will let him. Uh, we didn't run anybody in the hurdles this week. Um, also, women's 100-meter dash, we didn't run anybody in there, just a lot of banged-up folks, so we kept people kept people out of that for this time around. Uh, additionally, did not run anybody in it um, in the uh, on the male side as well. Big training week, um, wanted to have good key performances in a couple races, so the 100 is just something that we dropped off uh, for a lot of the folks. 400-meter um, dash, had a couple of guys in it, um, one being Dominic Chain, who was our, our first guy. It's his first meet ever. Um, he's coming to us uh, from California. He's a freshman. 
uh, him and Ben Carr. Ben just wanted to drop in uh, post 5K and see what he could do a uh, see we could do a five uh, 400 and dropped a 54.94, which I think is pretty good for not really training at all uh, ever for a 400. And Dominic ran a 60, and um, I think he would admit that. Um, it needs more than a couple weeks in practice. I definitely think we're going to see a lot of good things out of him. I know he's looking to run the 400-meter hurdles, um, but the the 400-meter dash is a rough um, baptism into uh, your first collegiate track and field meet. Uh, we had some guys go in the 200-meter, and this is kind of where we saw some, some, some of the first uh, real fireworks of the day. Um, in a somehow wind legal... We haven't had win legal anything in two weeks worth of meets. Pablo Martin dropped a 22.14200. I cannot wait to see where that puts him in the conference um, as we move through the early parts of the season. Yes, there's guys that will run 20 point and 21, but this is a huge school record for him. We're only in March. He's only going to get faster. So we're really excited to see how he continues uh, to progress. Um, he's kind of got a streak now. Um, I don't know if it's like four meets now, five meets, every single meet he's competed in uh, where he's just going to break a school record. Eventually, he'll be part of a four-by-one school record. I do not doubt that at all. Uh, Khalil Stewart also, um, I, can't, I can't quite tell if his was win legal or not, but ran 23.44, um, another best, I believe. Um, guys are just producing, and that's that's really exciting. Um, I know Brandon was super excited about that afterwards. Um Really excited about what we're seeing these guys doing. Uh, and then we did not run the 4x4 today. The only other event that we had out there was Lucas Baggett getting back to his much-beloved 400-meter hurdle event. And man, over the first three hurdles, he looked fantastic. I mean, he was it was as smooth as it has ever been. And so I was really excited to see how that race was going to progress. He was in the second heat. And um, he won it with a lean at the line, I'm pretty sure. But the big news is he had never broken 60 seconds. He dropped a 58.5. Smoked the school record. Smoked his personal record. Uh, finished sixth overall. Really excited about that. I know he's pumped about it. That just builds more confidence uh, in him. That also just builds a lot more um Built a lot more for him to have to uh, do once we get to conference. It's going to be a busy three days for him in Owensboro. Well, I think we worked our way through that decently. Um, I apologize. Typically, the results are a little more written out in order on a sheet of paper. But not getting everything knocked out the way I wanted to last night. was going to give it the best I can. I hope I still provided all you with all the information and knowledge that you want. Not sure that we're going to do a podcast over the next two weeks. We might. I don't know. It would kind of be a random interview, checking in with our people, uh, letting you hear from them about how their season's going, what their expectations are for the rest of the year. And if you don't get that podcast, if we aren't able to make it happen, uh, we will be back in action on April 1st and 2nd at the University of Alabama, Birmingham uh, at their meet. And then we get kind of busy for the next three weeks uh, as well, being at potentially three locations the next weekend and then going back to Rhodes uh, before we uh, begin the run into conference on the back end of April. It's an exciting time for our program. We've had three commits over the last four days. The program is growing. We're building steam and momentum into next year. Can't wait to see what that class looks like when it comes in. But the key fact is, is the class, the people that we have right now are setting some big expectations for those people that come in. 
So the more that we continue to excel, the more that the school records get lower, the more competitive we become, the more those people that are coming in next year have huge goals to shoot for, which I have no doubt will motivate them to achieve and to compete. And I really think we're about to see some amazing things in the future from our program. Everybody have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Look forward to to talking to you more here on Tracking the Trojans.